blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees, and I am again all by myself today because John is still out on vacation, but he will be back soon, I promise. Uh, Today, we've got two returning players to compete head-to-head, but this is the first time they have gone against each other in one corner. He knows trivia questions before you even ask him. It's because he is the all-seeing Ian Schultze. Ian, please say hi and a little bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. Uh, So my name's Ian, and I live in Vermont, where I do tech support online um, for a living. And uh, most of the time, you can find me outside walking my dogs. There you go. All right. And uh, his opponent today... Give this girl some Ritalin because she is bouncing off the walls. It's hyper and a piper. Welcome back to the show and tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Anna Piper. I currently live in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, I'm a military spouse, so we move quite a bit, but mostly stay here. And it's cold here for here. I mean, it's not cold for normal people, but for North Carolina, it's pretty chilly today. Yeah. Yeah. This, this last week uh, being in Georgia myself. It has been like just a cold front in this uh, the southeast area, so I'm not not enjoying that either. So, all right, I know you guys have both been on the show before, so you don't need to know to know the rules. But everybody else out there, here's a little refresher. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that everyone knows the rules, I want to get to know Ian and Anna just a little bit better. And TV shows have had some amazing parents throughout the years. And so I want to know what is your favorite? You have to pick one, either a mom or dad or whatever. You have to pick one favorite sitcom parent of all time. Oh, geez. I can go ahead. I at least keep the mom on um, family ties. Oh, family ties. Okay. Very solid choice there. Um, man, I don't know. Um, parents. I, I guess I will go with, uh, I can't even remember the character's name right now. So this is great for pop culture podcast. Um, <laughs> Ricky Schroeder's father in Silver Spoons, the one with the mansion and the, uh, the shoot, train that his... ran through it. I know his real name. What the heck is his name? 
Edward, Edward something. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Silver Spoons, but I have seen a couple episodes <laughs> of Family Ties. So that means, Anna, you get to go first on okay. this episode. And I highly recommend everyone out there, if you want to listen to mine and John's uh, lists, check out uh, the Blast from Our Past podcast because we had a lot of fun talking our favorite sitcom parents. Okay, Anna, what category would you like to start us off with? Let's just go ahead and start with TV. Okay. And we're going to start in the 60s. Okay. Name this rhyming named Hanna-Barbera character. He's fun-loving yet trouble-prone who spends his time languishing in front of a display window of Melvin Peebles' pet shop, eating bananas and being a drain on the shop's finances. I don't know. Manila Gorilla? Manila Gorilla is incorrect. Yeah. Ian, can you steal? I, I was going to go with, with that character as well, because I think you're talking about Magilla Gorilla. Oh. Um, and that's the only... Uh, I'm just pulling that from the banana eating. I, I don't know anything else about the character, but that's why I'm going with is Magilla Gorilla. Yeah, his name is Magilla, not Manila. <laughs> it's been a long time since I saw that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ian gets the steal. And what category would you like? Uh, let's see. So um, let's go with movies. Okay. And our decade is the 90s. And we've got a question from Chris Hasse. In 1995's Apollo 13, which actor saw his astronaut character get bumped from the mission to the moon because of, of an exposure to measles? The astronaut later helps find a way to bring the failed astronauts back to Earth safely. Coincidentally, I just watched this movie with my wife a couple of weeks ago because she was like, hey, we haven't seen that in a while. This is Gary Sinise. It is Gary Sinise. Good job. He's fantastic. That whole movie, it's one I, I want to rewatch again. And I, I can't believe it's been so long since I've seen it, but I know it's a phenomenal film. Oh, it is. Yeah. All right, Anna, what category would you like? Uh, how about fashion? Fashion. Our decade is the 70s. This model was best known for her multiple appearances on the covers of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and Time magazine and for her 1978 pink bikini poster which became an iconic image of the 1970s pop culture oh geez <laughs> i was alive in the 70s but i don't have bikini posters on my wall um you said model right i did i don't know let's just say farrah fawcett farrah fawcett is incorrect ian can you steal it oh um yeah i was alive for part of the 70s but was probably still thinking the girls had cooties. Um, <laughs> pink bikini. It's too early for Cindy Crawford. It's too early for Kathy Ireland. Pink bikini. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley is incorrect. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one. I kind of recognize the name once I saw it, but um, I probably wouldn't have been able to pull it out of my head either. It's Cheryl Teagues. Oh, Cheryl Teagues had a very famous pink bikini shot. All right. Uh, no points awarded. But Ian, we are going back to you for your next category. Uh, so let's go with 
uh, news and politics. Okay. And we are sticking in the 70s. In 1975, this landmark officially became the world's tallest freestanding structure at a height of 1,815 feet and five inches or 553.33 meters. It held the record as the tallest freestanding structure for over three decades and remains the tallest in the Western Hemisphere. What year was this? 1975. Um, I think I'm right with this, and I'm not going to use the official name because I'm from Chicago. I'm going to go with Sears Tower. The Sears Tower is incorrect. Oh. Anna, can you steal this? Oh. That might have been my answer. <laughs> How about the CN Tower? The CN Tower is correct. Oh, my goodness. Good pull from Toronto. It is taller. Tallest structure in the Western Hemisphere still today. All right. Anna, getting a steal. What category would you like to continue? Uh, Toys and games. Toys and games. We're going way back to the 50s when none of us were alive. Did you know there was a board game from the late 50s created by Milton Bradley based on the television show Alfred Hitchcock Presents? It was simply titled with what interrogative word? Who done it? Who done it is incorrect. Ian, can you steal? Single interrogative word. My pronunciation, uh, pronunciation is probably interrogative is probably a more normal way to say that word. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever used it in conversation, so you're not going to hear me. <laughs> um, yeah, who done it was a great guess. Because um, from what I recall, that's all one word on, uh, for the title. We're looking for like who, what, where, why, when, sort of... Um, I, I don't know. Um, I'm just going to say who and bow out. Who is close? You danced all around it. But this one was actually called Why or Alfred Hitchcock's Why board game. Yeah. Never heard of that. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Uh, Ian, you uh, uh, get to pick your next category. All right. Uh, let's go with since John's not here. Literature. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And I hope John listens. And I hope this uh, is like nails on a, cr- on a uh, uh, board for him. Chalkboard. I couldn't think of the word chalkboard because no one uses them. I haven't used them in two decades. And the decade is the 80s. 80s literature. This superhero made her first appearance in Avengers Annual Number 10 in 1981 as a villain but she would soon join the X-Men. She has the involuntary ability to absorb and sometimes remove the memories, physical strength, and superpowers of anyone she touches. Um, sounds, it sounds like Rogue. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Rogue. Rogue is correct. Excellent. Good job. All right, Anna. What would you like? And left, we have food, sports, toys and games, slang. No toys and games. We we did toys and games already. We We totally did toys and games. I forgot to highlight it, which is how I know that we've done it. So Uh, food, please. 
Food. Sorry, food. Okay. The decade is the 2000s. Back in 2007, Reese's put out a special edition of its peanut butter cup that featured banana cream to mark this singer's famous love of peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Oh, Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley is and that sounds really disgusting (laughs) i saw your face (laughs) i'm allergic to bananas so uh (laughs) either way it sounds gross i i will say a peanut butter banana sandwich is fantastic you put if you kind of toast the bread i love it i grew up on those so (laughs) just me though all right ian uh what category would you like Uh, let's see what we have left we have slang we have Music and sports. Music yep. and sports. Uh, let's go with slang. Okay. The decade is the 70s. Associated with a large percentage of victories, the first noted use of this word was in a South Carolina newspaper called The State, which talked about Maryland Eastern Shore as one of the best basketball teams in the nation. Um, could you reread that? I can. Associated with a large percentage of victories, the first noted use of this word was in a South Carolina newspaper called The State, which described a Maryland, the Maryland Eastern Shore team as one of the best basketball teams in the nation. Okay, so we're talking victories from the 70s. So it rules out a Pyrrhic victory. Um, I guess I'll go with three Pete. Three Pete is incorrect. Anna, you get a chance to steal. <laughs> Anna has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of a word to make up. So <laughs> nothing. Nope. It's tough. Um, I was trying to give a hint with the uh, percentage of victories. I was dancing around the world, the word win, uh, because they were the winningest team in mm. basketball winningest uh was the first time that word was used. So, uh, or at least seen. So, all right, uh, Anna, we go back to you. Would you like music or would you like sports? I'd like music. Okay. And the decade is the 2000s. And that means we're taking a trip to the throwback lounge. Oh, God, <laughs> oh God I know. <laughs> Excellent. You're going to have to name the artist of this 2002 number one hit. Okay. And I'm going to lounge sing it. His soul's escaping through this hole that is gaping. This world is mine for the taking. Make me king as we move toward a new world order. A normal life is boring, but superstardom's close to postmortem. Hey. Can you say that again? I can <laughs> I can sing it again. His soul's escaping through this hole that is gaping. This world is mine for the taking. Make me king as we move toward a new world order. A normal life is boring, but superstardom's close to postmortem. Hey. That didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera is incorrect. Ian, can you steal it? Uh, You want the song or the artist? 
Uh, the artist. I'm looking for the artist of this 2002 number one hit. Oh, uh, that's good because I'm about 95% sure this is Eminem. Yeah. If I talked about mom spaghetti, that would have made it far too easy. But yep. yes, it is Eminem's Lose Yourself. Good job. All right. Ian gets yeah, I wasn't this. as sure on the title, so I, I but I was go. pretty sure it was Eminem. <laughs> All right, let's go with sports, the one that we've saved to the last. Got it. And hey, we're staying in the 2000s at least. Kevin Garnett played for 12 years with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And in that time, he gained a reputation for being one of the greatest NBA big men who would likely never win a title. Then in 2007, Garnett was traded to this team where the very next season, he, along with three others, led them to their first title since 1986. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'd have probably done better if we went with the 50s or 60s, actually. <laughs> um, what year was the title? 2007? Uh, 2008, I think. So he, he was transferred in 2008 and, or 2007, and then I believe they won the championship in 2008. Okay. Um, hadn't won in a while. Um, I think that rules out the Celtics and Lakers. Um, I'm going to go with, um, sure, I'll go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers is incorrect. Yeah. Anna, can you steal? Yeah. You have to tell me, are we playing basketball? This- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I missed that until the team that he said. Uh, yeah. I know the names of so many basketball teams. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The Bulls. The Bulls. Da Bulls is incorrect. Yeah. Now, I was looking actually for a team that Ian mentioned. They hadn't won a championship since 1986. Uh, but that's because they didn't have people like Larry Bird on the team anymore. Oh. It was the Boston Celtics. And so hey. the three others who I didn't mention, I thought it might be too easy. Apparently not. Uh, was Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Rajon Rondo, who was with Kevin Garnett. And yep, they kicked butt. Okay. Yeah, the names wouldn't have helped me at all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm happy. Enough. I figured out you were talking about basketball. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then I have a feeling what it's going to be one of the earlier uh, categories <laughs> yeah. thrown to someone else <laughs> in round two, but. Um, in round one, we have just finished it, and Ian has a little bit of a lead. He's got 40 to Anna's 20. All right, and so because Anna went first in round one, Ian, you get to pick for Anna to start off round two. Let's get it out of the way. Let's go with sports. <laughs> okay. That was not a surprise. No, not at all. And we are going to the other end of the spectrum. We are going to the 50s. In 1954, this Yankee was named American League MVP for the second of three times in the decade. I wonder if Boo Boo won the National League MVP. Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra is correct. All right. And Anna, what would you like to give to Ian? Music. Music. Okay. We're going in the exact opposite order so far. (laughs) And the decade will be the 70s. We've got a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you so much, Vernon. What song that helps you carry on by actually reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart twice? The first time was in 1972 after it appeared on an album entitled Still Bill. And the second time 
1987 after appeared on an album titled Life, Love, and Pain. Um, oh, um, read the first part of the question again. What song helps you carry on by actually yeah. reaching the number one uh, on the Billboard Hot 100 twice? Um, I believe that's Bill Withers and Lean On Me. Lean On Me is correct. Yes. Good job. It'll help you carry on. Okay. All right, Ian, what would you like to give back to Anna? Let's go with... Um, let's go with TV. Okay. And the decade is the 90s. And another question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. Appropriately, what Fox series that debuted in 1990 was highly celebrated by its fans on September 2nd, 2010? What day did you say? September 2nd? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Simpsons? I have no idea. The Simpsons is incorrect. Ian, can you steal this one? Can you read the question again? Mm-hmm. Appropriately, what Fox series that debuted in 1990 was highly celebrated by its fans on September 2nd, 2010? 1990 to 2010, so we're talking 20-year difference. September 2nd. September, so it's not an election. Turn on Fox. And this is a sitcom? I did not say it is a series. Okay. I I don't know. I guess I will go with the X-Files. The X-Files is incorrect. Uh, I should have mentioned that it ran from 1990 to 2000 on its uh, original Mm -hmm. run. But that date, September 2nd, 9-2... Oh, 2010 Jesus. is 90210. A show I watched. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> not, not, not the whole time, but. Yeah. So if you had the date, it was written 090210. Uh, all right. So we got no points awarded. Um, and can I remember? I don't remember who was given to it's, who. It's my turn. Thank you. It's your turn to give to Ian. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you. How about movies? How about movies? Okay. And the decade is the 80s. What 1987 epic biographical drama was directed by Bernardo Bertolucci and won nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture, which was the most Oscar wins of the decade? Bertolucci biographical? Mm-hmm. What year was it? 1987. 1987. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there was an early production of Evita. I don't know. Don't cry for me, Ian, but that's incorrect. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anna, what, what, uh, do you have a steal here? I don't know. Amadeus? Amadeus is incorrect. Great guess, though. That was the late 80s. Phenomenal film. Uh, but no, this one is The Last Emperor. Oh. Last Emperor oh. was the late 90s. Okay. 
All right. Uh, Ian, what would you like to give to Anna? Um, since we both did so well on it, fashion. <laughs> okay. And we're in the 2000s. And a question from Jackie Lafave. Thank you, Jackie. What Canadian athletic apparel company's first standalone store, which opened in November of 2000, fittingly started as a design studio by day and a yoga studio by night? Lululemon. Lululemon is correct. I chose poorly there. Well known for their yoga attire. All right, Anna, what do you want to give to Ian? Uh, let's do slang. Okay. And we're going way back to the 50s. In the 50s, if you said, come on, snake, let's rattle to a man, you're challenging him to a fight. But if you said it to a woman, you were asking her to what? Come on, snake, let's rattle. Asking to a woman? Um, I'm going to go with dance. You were asking her to dance. Good job. Excellent. Good job. And what do you want to give to Anna? Left, we have news and politics, toys and games, literature, and food. Uh, let's go with toys. Okay. Decade is the 90s. <laughs> Funny enough, we had the uh, Alfred Hitchcock one before, but this is another murder-themed board game. <laughs> uh, this murder-themed board game was originally released by Milton Bradley in 1993. It takes place at the home of a wealthy old woman who recently died, which triggers a feud over her will. The players utilize traps located on the game board to kill characters controlled by other players in order to claim the estate for themselves. Oh my goodness. I don't know. That sounds like fun though. I mean, we probably own 200 board games and I have never seen that one. I, I have no idea. No idea. Ian, no. nothing, no, not even a throw out a guess. No, Alfred none Hitchcock. of the ones I own. What? That's what I can tell no, you. No, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ian, can you steal it? Probably not. Uh, sounds like a weird combination of mousetrap and clue. That's what I um, <laughs> That was my exact thought. That's exactly what it sounds like. And uh, I know it's a movie and not a game, but I'm going to go with arsenic and old lace. Arsenic and old lace is incorrect. Um, uh, some people a little bit younger might remember the board game 13 Dead End Drive. That's a good one. Hmm. Yeah, solid, solid little game. Vaguely recall it, yeah. Okay. All right, Anna, you are given to Ian. Literature, please. Okay. And the decade is the 70s. This 1972 book by Alex Comfort was a fixture of bedside tables across America. It spent 343 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list and came with the subtitle of A Gourmet Guide to Lovemaking. A Gourmet Guide. Um, well, it's not the one I had in mind at first. Oh. Is... Was that a play on the joy of cooking? Is this the joy of sex? The joy of sex is correct. Exactly what it was. A play on the joy of cooking. I did not know that. That's a good pull. 
<laughs> Good pull. All right, Ian, uh, you get to pick for Anna. Left, we have news and politics and food. What do you want to give her? What do you want to keep for yourself? Um, that's a tough one because she got both right the last round. Um, I'll give her food. Okay. Decade is the 80s. This candy bar from Mars was first released in 1989. They were made of creamy peanut butter on top of a square-shaped whole grain cookie enrobed in milk chocolate. And according to its ad campaign, the name didn't stand for things such as Piggy Banks, Polka Band, Portly Ballerina, Platinum Bond. It stood for peanut butter. Oh, I think I used to like those too. Hmm. I don't know. PB Fresh. I have no idea. PB Fresh is incorrect. Ian, you get a chance to steal? That's probably not going to happen. Uh, so PB. Um, it's not Nutter Butters. Um, that doesn't have any chocolate. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, PB Blast. I don't know. PB Blast. Is a good guess, but incorrect. Y'all were obviously, you got the PB hint because uh, that was obvious, but it was, if you think those late 80s, early 90s, it was PB Max. <laughs> Everything was oh. to the max. So it was PB Max were these uh, candy bars. And I do remember them. They're pretty good. Yeah. I, I recall liking them too. I just mm-hmm. didn't remember what they were called. Yep. Uh, all right. Ian, you get the last category, which is news and politics. Excellent. And the decade is the 60s. In 1960, Togo, the Ivory Coast, Chad, Benin, Mauritania, Senegal, and the Central African Republic all gained independence from what European nation? Could you name, could you list the countries one more time? Mm -hmm. Togo, the Ivory Coast, Chad, Benin, Mauritania, Senegal, and the Central African Republic. Um, since the other name for the Ivory Coast is Côte d'Ivoire, which I think is French, I'm going to go with France. France is correct. All right. That ends our round two. And we have currently got a double up, but that leaves for some interesting things in the final round. Uh, Ian has 80 and Anna has got 40. So, Ian, as you are leading, what category would you like us to go and bring into the final round? Um, so let's see. I got both the literatures, so I will go with literature. Okay. And the decade will be the 2000s. And Anna, which one would you like to add T- into the final round? Uh, TV. TV. Right. And the decade is going to be also the 2000s. <laughs> okay. All right. So, could both of y'all put down your wagers based on 2000s literature and 2000s TV? Everybody good? Yep. Yep. All right. All right. We're going to start off with our 2000s literature question. Comedian Stephen Colbert and the writers of the Colbert Report released this book in 2007. 
It is loosely structured around the fictional life of Stephen Colbert as he appeared on the Colbert Report and had been on the New York Times bestseller list in the hardcover nonfiction category for 24 weeks, ranking number one for 14 of them. And our 2000s TV question. In 2004, this singer was caught lip syncing to her own song in Saturday, on Saturday Night Live, her career never really recovered. And while our contestants are thinking about their answers, we've got a special message for all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's almost that time of the year. A time for fun, a time for family, a time for trivia. That's right, the annual Throwback Trivia Takedown Patron Tournament is going to be starting January of next year. So give a loved one or yourself the gift of trivia by going to patreon.com backslash throwbacktriviatakedown and join at any level before December 31st to be entered into the tournament. Happy holidays. Please let me know if you need me to reread any of the answers. Could you reread or, the literature question? The question. If yes, you would no. like to read the answers, read the answers. <laughs> that'd be lovely. <laughs> no. All right. The literature question. Comedian Stephen Colbert and the writers of the Colbert Report released this book in 2007. It is loosely structured around the fictional life story of Stephen Colbert as he appeared on the Colbert Report and had been on the New York Times bestseller list in the hardcover nonfiction category for 24 weeks, ranking number one for 14 of them. Any of the uh, 2000s TV question, or you're good with that as well? I'm good. Okay. I got my answers. Okay. I don't like my answers, but I've got my answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anna, you set? Yep. Okay. All right, Anna, as you were behind, I would like to hear your answers to our 2000s literature and 2000s TV. Well, sadly, I actually owned this book and don't remember the name of it. So I didn't put anything down. And for number two, I wrote Ashley Simpson. All right. And Ian, what were your answers? Um, so for the book, I, I don't remember the title, um, but going with Stephen Colbert, I, I guess I'll go with truthiness. That was a word of his, from what I recall. And then, uh, yeah, as soon as she said it, I knew I was wrong. I put Mandy Moore. I couldn't think of, I, I kept thinking Jessica Simpson, mm -hmm. but my official answer is Mandy Moore. Well, for the 2000s TV question, yes, Ashley Simpson, the younger sister of Jessica Simpson, was caught lip syncing and did this weird, awkward dance to try and get out of it. It was so awkward. Uh, so, yeah, and she really did not bounce back after that mm -hmm. performance. And the Stephen Colbert book, which is hilarious. I've got a copy somewhere, but it's probably packed up in a box. It is called I Am America. And so can you. I did. I owned that book at some point in my life. So good. So good. All right. Well, neither of you got your wagers correct. Uh, Anna, let's start with you. What did well, you? Uh... I, I wagered all 40 just in case I was right. Yep. Fair enough. And Ian, what did you wager? I wagered zero because I figured a tie was better than uh, losing by a point because yeah. my other option was like, going with a point. That can be brutal. Yes. All right. Well, with a final score of 80 to zero, Ian Schultze is the winner of the day. Woo! Good job. I know it doesn't ever feel good when nobody gets uh, the final, all the final questions, but it's still enjoyable. You guys did great. 
I'm mostly mad because I owned that book. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> if you would have, uh, if you would have been there, uh, or maybe if I would have reworded it into "I'm American, so can you." Who did this? Uh, then we would have had a tied game that would have been <laughs> that would have been solid. But is it still good? Quite enjoyable. Uh, Anna, uh, tell everybody anything else you want to shout out or anything you want to uh, mm. talk about. Just be nice to people. I like that. <laughs> Straightforward and couldn't be said any better. Absolutely. And Ian Schultz as our winner. Uh, anything you want to mention or gloat or do whatever you want? <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to gloat. It was it was a great game, um, and uh, Anna is a great com- competitor. What I will say is, uh, you know, look up a, a volunteer organization in your area. Um, find some hours in your life that you know you can give up watching a you know TV show or get up off the couch or something and get outside, do something for for somebody else. Um, I volunteer at a, at a humane society and uh, you know, if you want to go in and, and just pet and socialize with cats, then that's great. If you want to go and walk dog, that that's great as well. They'll let you do that. Uh, just go ahead and volunteer at some organization in your area. Nice. Be nice and volunteer both fantastic bits of advice for everybody out there. All right. For Ian and Anna, I'm Adam. And this was another episode of throwback trivia takedown. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean? Uh, This isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.